Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. So, Michelle. Yes. Uh, how do you deal with when you just spiral uncontrollably into depression? Um, um, I don't know. I get really sad. But I mean, yeah, but like, do you, what do you do? Uh, uh, everything totally normally, but then I'm still very upset all the time and I want to go to sleep, but I can't cause I got to do stuff. Yeah. I, I have like, when it comes to like, like spiraling into some kind of depression, I have like a can't sleep until it gets to like near critical mass. Once it gets to like near critical, like just so, so, so bad, Mm -hmm. then all I want to do is sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's actually usually how I know something is really wrong is when I like just want to go back to sleep or just want to sleep in the middle of the day and not like take a nap because boy, it sounds cozy on the couch. I mean, like I'll, you know, it'll be 1130 in the morning and I'm like, I want to go to bed. Yeah. It's like, that's not good. That's not a good thing. No. Um, I've been I've been having uh, you know mostly more good days than not lately. That's good. Um, and I and I want to preface it like I mean I've been dealing with anxiety and depression my entire life, um, but you know without a fucking doubt, uh, you know twenty twenty stuff, uh, you know not just the pandemic but mostly the pandemic has just made things harder for me. And I think, and for lots of people, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not the only one I'm, I can only just, I'm just speaking of my own experience with it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's been very, very unpleasant. Um, there are just days I wake up and I feel so hopeless. Yeah. (laughs) And like, it's hard because like talking about this is actually making me very uncomfortable because I feel so selfish talking about like, Oh, I feel bad. Cause blah, but like, I do feel bad. Cause blah, you know, like, yeah. Uh, okay. So like yesterday was a really hard day for me and, uh, I just, I was riding. Okay. And then all of a sudden a bunch of stuff went wrong all at once. And I just started getting really depressed and upset. And I had kind of like a mild panic attack mm-hmm. and I was trying to deal with it. But it's like, it's so weird because like, on one hand, I feel like, like some days I'm just like crawling, but then other days I wake up and it's like, Hey man, it's been three weeks since we texted. How are you? And I'm like, fuck, it's been three weeks. Like the time goes by so fast. A lot of the days feel the same, Uh um, which I hate. I hate that that feeling is there, but like, uh, I've been doing better today, but like, I was having lunch and watching one of my many, many, many photography videos I watch, you know, instructional videos. And I clicked on one and didn't think about the fact that it was from, it had been published like four hours ago and uh, they were filming it in Rio de Janeiro. 
And I guess Rio de Janeiro is having like really bad coronavirus times, according to the video. Yeah. Uh, so bad that they, even though the entire session is just a photographer and a, uh, a model, uh, they were both wearing masks um, until the last possible second. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, because in prior videos like that, uh, like the photographer would wear a mask. Or especially they did an entire series about like taking portraits with longer lenses in order to be further away from your subject uh-huh. just in general, which yeah. is that smart. I mean, uh, you know, uh, be, you know, if you use like a hundred millimeter, 135 millimeter, which are 135 millimeter would take a nice, a nice portrait, but you would, you'd have to actually be pretty far away to get like from their be- navel to the top of their head. You'd have to be like 15 feet away. Okay. Maybe not quite 15 feet, but around that. Uh, maybe more, but this time around, like they were both like wearing masks and, and like very intensely. Uh, and I just, I, I'm glad that they were wearing masks. I mean, I'm glad that they were being safe. They were worrying about each other's safety. That's not really what my, my point is. My point is just that it just reminded me like, oh yeah, let's take pictures. But also this is going on. Don't forget. And it's like, how could I forget? I worry all day long about everything always forever. I, yeah, I understand that. I actually feel kind of the reverse about that. Um, and I'm definitely rocking a little bit right now. Um, but, uh, uh, I like, I picked a good subject. Yeah, I guess so. Um, But like I, uh, I was I've been thinking a, a lot about current media, um, especially um, you know, kind of, uh, kind of you know, media media that has video and stuff like that, and like TV. And I was just wondering, like, because I don't know what is. I know that there were a couple of like kind of uh, normal broadcast shows that were like one of them was like should have should have had a new season this this year, but they're like waiting for things to be okay. And I was wondering, like, if sitcoms come back, is everyone going to wear masks in the sitcom? Because honestly, like, as weird as that sounds, it actually might be comforting to me for them to be wearing masks because it would seem more realistic than them just like having regular lives and shit. (laughs) And like, I don't know if I want to watch people just like going out and like doing crazy antics without masks on. Like, that sounds scary. Well, I will say I've been, I will watch like regular older media and mm-hmm. like when people are like walking into grocery stores, I'm like, where's his mask? Like, like, what are you doing? like not like a major thought, but like a minor little back of my mm-hmm. mind thought. Yeah. It'll just be yeah. like, like, well, time to put on your mask. Oh yeah, this is before that. Um when you could just walk around without a mask, sure. Yeah. Um it, it's yeah, it's just like I said, it was, it was just that it was a reminder of the thing I was trying to not think about uh-huh. for, you know, 20 minutes of the video and it's not their fault. Like they were doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and I don't know how South America is doing with, uh, with, with COVID and stuff like that. So I, I don't, you know, I'm sure that they need to do, you know, they need to take care of their own. They need to take care of what's going on down there. So, but it was just like, that was like a fun realization of like, you can't really escape anything anymore. And you want to, the other thing is a lot of photography experts on like YouTube and stuff like that. A lot of them are um, Chinese or Japanese because that's where all the tech is. 
Um, so, you know, if you happen to be a photographer in China or in Japan, there's like a real chance that you can get like lenses before they come out because you can go to the factory. Cool. You know, and then they'll loan you like, so they'll loan you like cameras and lenses before they come out so you can test them and get, you know, promotion, uh, going. Mm -hmm. So I'll watch a video sometimes. Like I was watching a video of a guy in China, like taking pictures and stuff. And I saw like two people walk by in masks and I was like, Whoa. And then I look at the thing and I'm like, this was published 11 months ago. That's just, (laughs) that's just the way the culture is there. Um, uh, yeah, I watched these three British kids taking pictures in Japan and they all had masks. And this was, that was uh, a year and a half ago or something like that. Why did they have masks? Were they sick? Uh, that's the thing. They didn't appear to be sick, but they all had masks, and one of them insisted on wearing it all the time, which maybe he was sick. Maybe I don't know. Sick. I've yeah. also heard that they wear masks in those cultures because they're worried about pollution in the air. Oh yeah, I mean, depending on where you are, uh, I didn't. I haven't really heard about that in Japan, but I, I know in China, I know in China, definitely, yeah. definitely. So yeah, so. Yeah, but but from what we now understand about masks, I'm guessing that wouldn't really help against pollution if it was just a surgical mask um, or a cloth mask. I, I don't know. I know that like the 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 PM 2.5 masks they do help mm-hmm. with pollution. The what was it? What was that again? The 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 ones with the PM 2.5. The, oh, the, the, the charcoal, the, yeah. the charcoal yeah. filter. Yeah, my mask, the mask I wear most of the time has those filters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, so maybe a surgical mask wouldn't help at all, but like if they were really on it, they have better masks. A lot of the stuff people do, uh, and not just related to COVID, I mean, just in the broad sense, is theater. Sure, sure. I love using the phrase theater to describe when somebody may be doing something for an appearance only and not for like, like, uh, when I meet like, or like, well, like my old boss at my old job, he was a terrible manager. He couldn't, I mean, he couldn't manage his way out of a paper bag. He was so bad at dealing with people. He was so bad at all this stuff, but he would always be on your butt about something just to make sure that he was being a boss, mm-hmm. you know, by like, by micromanaging or whatever. And then to the point where I started calling it management theater mm-hmm. when he would come in the room and start saying like, you know, make sure you do this. And this and this and this and I'm like oh look at that it was almost like he's the boss because mm-hmm. he told us to do something mm-hmm. you know uh meanwhile that's not what a real boss does a real boss monitors uh you know monitors your efficacy they monitor if you're actually accomplishing what you're supposed to accomplish and then you know among other things yeah but you know but then a bullshit fake stupid tiny dick boss like my old boss uh they <laughs> they just tell you what to do because that's all they understand that uh being a boss is yeah uh, they don't understand that it's delegating and trusting and and uh, and looking out for your employees. That was the big problem there too. Was like uh, if somebody complained about someone who worked there, we had like no feeling of support. It was just like you you what did you do? And it's like, well, I'm the one who's been here for two years. Yeah, like and I had no problem until this person said I had a problem. But I could bitch about my old job forever, but it ain't worth it, Michelle. Okay. It ain't worth it. Okay. You could. It's you can't fine. make me. You can't make me. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, um, uh, uh, I guess to go back to like the really uncomfortable stuff, cause that's what I chose to talk about. Um, no, it's just, um, like I'm okay overall, but like, yeah, there are some days it's really hard to do anything. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I, and sometimes I just feel so crushed by like, what I want to be doing versus what I can do. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I um, kind of understand that. 
Well, and it's, it's, it's extra hard because, um, I'm my own boss. Um, but I do occasionally answer to people, you know, they're just, I just don't answer them for everything. I answer to people for very specific things, like a very specific job has a specific boss or, mm-hmm. or what have you. And it can be really hard. Uh, like right now I could potentially try to shoot like a movie with like a bunch of people. Sure. Would that be responsible? I believe I do believe that you could make arguments either way. Mm-hmm. But but what matters is what do I think in this circumstance? Because we're only talking about me. I'm not saying should Tom, Dick, and Harry down the street do it. I'm saying should I do it? Right. So if because we're talking about Tom, Dick, and Harry, who are very nice guys, uh, you know, if we're talking about Tom, Dick, and Harry, uh, it's like they've got to make their decisions. And if anything goes horribly awry or somebody gets hurt or potentially hurt or whatever, they they have to understand they're going to live with it. So mm-hmm. my opinion on them doesn't matter. Right. But what I will feel, that's really hard. <laughs> um. And, and, you know, I would start to get like a little bit of confidence and then fucking Robert Pattinson gets COVID-19 on the set of the Batman. And I'm like, well, fuck me. You know, like, what am I supposed to do? I'm just some fucking guy. Like all of the, like the, the major COVID preparation stuff that mainstream cinema is trying to do Mm -hmm. to get back on track, which isn't even tested and may not even work or may not even help all of that stuff. You can only do if you're fucking rich. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like stuff like having the entire cast and crew all isolate together for 14 days before you shoot. I can't know how, (laughs) like, can you find people who don't have jobs right now and then go into the woods for 14 days test? Everybody gets tested before they go into the woods and hopefully like you could, you can't really test again because you'll be in the woods. So we're just going to (laughs) hope. Everybody goes into the woods together for 14 days, just have to live off the land, and then you film the movie. I mean, that's goddamn near what we're what we're probably gonna have to end up doing. And, well, and, and, and the other problem is like I have a movie I really want to do, uh, the Babysitter Massacre sequel, and and it had hit so many roadblocks, and I was so ready to do it in May. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that didn't happen. Yeah. And there are people waiting for the movie and there are people excited to see the movie. And I feel like I'm letting them down every single day that I don't think it's safe enough to try to make the movie. Yeah. But then I'm fucked on the other end. I could just, it's my movie. I could just completely rewrite it and make it in a way that it would totally be safe for quarantine mm-hmm. or lockdown or whatever. I hate calling it quarantine for lockdown. It's- Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, but like, then am I even making the movie I want to make? And the entire point of, of crowdfunding that movie was so that it would be the sequel I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So do I let circumstance and pressure form the movie or do I try to still make the movie I want to make? It depends what your, what your end goal is. Um, my, <laughs> like my, my feeling about like everything right now is that I, I, what we're going through is temporary probably for the next year or so, maybe something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to do anything right now that I'm going to just totally regret in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I'm starting to see some of my friends play shows again. I'm not playing shows. Sorry. Uh, it's just not worth it in the long run. If something were to happen, um, that's going to impact me more in the future than one show right now or a couple of shows right now. Um, yeah. Not that I play a lot of 
shows anyway. So it's not like I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like definitely like a professional musician who like makes a lot of money and this is my job and I need this. Um, I've got a lot of other things that I'm doing, too. So it's not like the end of the world. But like I have to be I have to just think of what's happening now as like just super temporary um, Mm -hmm. and not think that what I'm doing and the way that I'm doing it right now is going to um, be the way that I'm doing it for the rest of my life or something. Uh, And I have to try everything in my power not to impact other people in a way that it will ruin the rest of their life. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm doing. Uh, but I, but things are, you know, different for me too, because I'm working outside all the time. So me being in a room with other people is dangerous for other people. Uh, Mm -hmm. cause I, you know, I got coughed on at work last week. Yeah, Yeah. whatever. It was last week. Um, just by some dude who just like, I mean, he had a mask on, I had a mask on, but they're just masks, man. They're just made out of cotton. So I got coughed on and it, it's scary and I don't want to get coughed on, but I also know that I got coughed on and know that I'm around people who could be sick, who aren't really doing what they're supposed to be doing. So that means that I just have to do what I'm supposed to do so that at least I'm not the one who's making things bad. Uh, yeah. And it, it, but it sucks, I guess it's, it's harder for me. It, it really is because like a lot of things I do, I can do by myself. Um, I mean, music is different, but, like, I'm still doing comics. Nobody, I don't have to go outside to do them, really. Uh, yeah. So, but, like, I, I just, yeah, I, I hope that that made some sort of sense, because I don't really know if it made sense. No, it did. It did. And, I mean, because to go back to what you said, like, if I make a movie the way I usually would make a movie, you know, it's not that terrible, but it is, like, 20 to 30 people. Mm-hmm are going to be near each other. Yeah. And masks or no masks, we're in we're near each other like in closer closer proximity than ideal mm-hmm. for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the if I'm going to make a decision to do something like that, to put myself through something like that, I mean the the worry and the concern and the da 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 da, da I need to at the very least feel confident that I did everything I could to do it the smartest way possible. Sure. Sure. You know, cause eventually, I mean, eventually something's got to give and life has to start again mm-hmm. for, for everybody yeah. to some extent. Uh, it's just, there's a point where it's, it's, uh, I wish that the entire world watched Patriot, the, that show on Amazon prime that I highly recommend everybody watch because I want to reference the Van Tasner danger meridian. Mm-hmm. But but like it's made up for the show. But basically, the Van Tasner Danger Meridian is the idea that there that at some point you cross a meridian where it is more dangerous to go backwards than it is to go forwards, even though both are dangerous. And I'm not saying that we are that we're at that, but I'm saying that like everybody will at some point cross that in this circumstance. I think you know at some point it will be more it will be worse for me to not try to do something about it Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i just want to preface that uh uh, just because i mean we've talked about the van tasner danger meridian before um it's gonna be i I would say that like you're you're probably not wrong about that that everybody has to kind of cross that but it's gonna be very different for different people because like i've already crossed that so Mm -hmm. i've already crossed that it's way more dangerous for me not to have a job now than it is for me to go to work 
Yes. So I totally, I totally get that. But yeah, I don't want people to think that that means that like, that means you go out and party now because it, you need to, like, that's not exactly. Well and, well, and it has to be completely for every person because like, uh, for me, the first two months I, I saw like one other person mm-hmm. and that, and, and literally the only reason I started opening my social space a little more and a little more mm-hmm. was because it became more dangerous from after a lot of thought from my perspective, it became more dangerous to keep isolating so heavily for my men- mental well-being and for my health. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where I was like, okay, what's going to happen if I keep doing this? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm like, I'm becoming a basket case. Yeah. And you know, which is kind of what we're talking about right now is like the days where even with me having like a, a, a social group of about seven or eight people tops, mm-hmm. And that doesn't include my mother, unfortunately, because my mother is at risk. So I, if I see my mother, it's outdoors with masks on and we don't hug. I hate it, but I, but I love her so much and I would never be able to forgive myself if she got sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, but my point, so my point is that, you know, yeah, they're like, everybody has to make that call on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there are legitimate dangers to economic uh, you know, economic hardship. There are major dangers to uh, emotional hardship. Mm-hmm. Serious dangers. I mean, uh, suicides and overdoses are way up because of this stuff. And I'm not. And so, so every individual has to make that call of like, when is it more dangerous to do what I've been doing than to do something different? But that doesn't mean they're going to be right either. I don't know that it just has to be completely subjective. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Is my point. Yeah. And I think that was your point too, is like, you know, your, your Meridian and my Meridian are different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, and I, and they definitely are. And, and I keep trying to figure out a way to eke, like, you know, I'm working on, I, I think enough people know it, but I've been working on a webcam movie and that's like the ultimate low risk movie to make, mm-hmm. but it's immensely difficult for other reasons uh, because of that. So I'm, I'm pumping away on that every chance I get. I'm in the process of potentially making what I call a quarantine narrative movie, which is a movie with a total cast and crew of less than 10 people. Uh, and I feel like that is probably okay. As long as those people are, uh, you know, young and not high risk. I'm trying to like make as many concessions as I can afford to. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, you know, but even that, like, if I make a movie with literally, like, there are seven people involved, that includes cast and crew, that's an incredibly tiny movie. Yeah. I mean, people don't realize, but, like, camera, sound, light, and general help is usually five or six people. And then you have actors. Yeah. And usually, and usually three actors is very few actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, I mean, like every, you know, every movie I've made, even like the movies I've made where I'm like, this is a really small movie. When I'm typing up the credits, I'm like, how the fuck did I get the 27 names? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that's a very serious thing. And don't get me wrong. Like, I think that overall I'll be happy when I'm out working again, but not if I'm, if I, if I'm sitting there thinking that I'm being reckless or that I'm endangering people or sure. that I don't care. Sure. Um, and that's actually one, another, to be frank, I think that's another reason why I've been trying to keep an eye on my mental health very closely. Uh, as far as like 
is it okay to see a couple more friends mm-hmm. or is it okay to, I mean like for my birth, not really for my birthday, like the day after my birthday or two days after my birthday or whatever it was, I had like a movie night in my backyard where everybody could be as far apart as they wanted, but there was a total of nine people. Mm-hmm. So that's not a ton of people. And you know, everybody that came had to understand their own risks. They were welcome to wear masks if they wanted, they were welcome to sit as far apart as they wanted you know, um, <clears throat> but part of me feels like if I don't do stuff like that, then the human part of me is going to cause more trouble. Mm-hmm. Like if I just resist even giving myself an inch, then eventually I'm just going to get fucking livid and be like, fuck all this shit and just go to the fucking Ozarks and start swimming in crowded swimming pools or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's hard because like, as I'm talking, I'm, I'm even as we're talking about this, I feel incredibly uncomfortable because I don't want, I wouldn't want to recommend that people do what I'm doing, but at the same time, I really understand why you need to. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the hardest part, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm constantly in a debate with myself about that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if I had a point, if there ever was a point. Um, but I guess I just was saying, you know, I just wanted to say that, you know, I had, cause a lot of, you know, a lot of the people who listen to the show are friends, confidants, acquaintances, people that I know pretty okay. So I guess they're going to get a little bit more Henrik than maybe they're used to though. Um, a little bit more of like exactly what's going on in my life, but I'm okay. Um, financially I'm, I'm making it work. Um, I'm worried every day, but I am making it work. And I think it'll, it'll get better in that end. Creatively though, I am suffering most days. (laughs) If I, if I had to be completely frank, creatively, I am in pain. Like creatively it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. I want, I want to make the, I want to make that movie so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And the worst part is um I want to make that movie because it's like the entire point of deciding to make that movie was because it was so important to me. Yeah. And it hurts so much that I don't even want to work on it in the ways I can. Like I don't even want to work on the script mm-hmm. because it just makes me think more about how I can't fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean yeah, just, I mean, don't forget, like, you're totally gonna do it. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. It sucks that it, like, can't be, that the situation isn't there right now, that it can be done the way that you want it to be done if you're gonna do it. Um, but it will totally, things will eventually probably be okay. I, no, no, you know what? No, listen. There's no way that, like, the virus doesn't exist forever because eventually everybody gets it and we all die. So after that, you can make make the movie that you want to make. And even if, even if, even if everybody doesn't get it, eventually the sun will die. Yeah. And and kill all of us. And and then the virus won't be alive either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That'll suck though because I'll need more lights. But yeah. No, you like lights. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry I got a little heavy there. I just uh I just needed to get it off my chest, no, I guess. It, it's okay. It's okay. I I I don't obviously know what it's like to want to make a movie right now. At least not one that I could really make. Um <laughs> but like I I get I get feeling creatively frustrated yeah. about during this time. So well- I remember during the earlier parts of the lockdown, I remember you were just like unable to draw. You were like, you just, 
it just wasn't happening yeah. for Yeah. Yeah, it it was a couple of months, I think, yeah. or something. No, it was it was at least 2 months. Yeah. No, it was a really long time. Um so and I mean and I don't feel you know I I'm I am creative like I'm doing I do these podcasts which honestly it's so funny how I cannot tell you how interesting it is to have something be on one side on like the right side of my brain like a total burden and on the left side of my brain like the only lifeboat that there is <laughs> like I'll be like god damn I'm so tired and and I just you know I'm doing this stuff and I just, I got to record you know weekly spooky right now and then when it's done I'm just like oh man that was that was <laughs> awesome you know like yeah or even, I mean, this show a little less because I don't have, at least I'm not alone. Like there have been weeks where literally this show has been a highlight for me because I get to sit with my my good buddy and talk. Um, although then there are other times like right now where I'm like, do I even want to share what I'm Do I even want to be around Michelle anymore? <laughs> you you thought that. You always think that. You're always oh, it's like, always you true. No. Anymore, it's fine. But, uh, but no, um, no, I mean, I think a lot of us, you know, it's like um, the writers on Weekly Spooky is a good example. Um, like, uh, like about a third of them got more creative mm-hmm. writing more because they had more time. Yeah. But nearly everybody else like had this like weird drought for a month or two. You yeah. know, just I guess the worry and everything, you know, I, mean, I guess the worry is definitely what got me uh, and still does. Um and I've been trying really hard to like, I, I decided to start uh, photographing models, uh, some models. Um, I figure, you know, that would be good for me. Uh, maybe dealing with models can be a real pain in the ass. People don't understand. They're just like, well, these pictures are so great. And I'm like, thanks. I booked four models this weekend, three canceled. You yeah. know, I fucking uh, uh, or, you know, uh, their boyfriend said they're not allowed to have pictures taken now. And I'm the crazy one. Anyway, I could just get <laughs> angrier and angrier. But, um, but I mean, yeah, I, overall, I, this is, I guess, honestly, if I had to say the scariest part is just that, like, I was having these days, like, all the time. And now they're, they're m- much more rare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's good. That's really it's just good. scary to look back on. <laughs> and be oh like, yeah, man. I just like I still I still forget. Like I I always joke because uh, somebody will say like, "Don't you remember this happened? Something awful? You know? Don't you remember this happened?" And I'm like, "Listen, the thing that has served me the best in my life and career is I have a short memory for bad things. I forget bad things very quickly." <laughs> um, but like you know, I was I remember I was sitting down the other night and just thinking and. Uh, and I was like, man, remember the first two weeks of lockdown? You just didn't sleep. You like would go to sleep. I and remember that. I started to like fall apart. Yeah. Um. And like I had like I hadn't fallen apart like that uh, in that way since the gallbladder when I had all that pain and I wasn't sleeping <laughs> through the night for like days and days and days on end. That's how I started to feel. I started to feel like when I was in chronic pain. Wow. You know, and unable to rest, unable to to relax. So, I guess, I guess, if I wanted anybody to get anything out of out of me forcing you to listen to me talk about this, <laughs> it, would, <laughs> it would be just you know, you're probably doing a good job. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, whatever struggles you're dealing with, whatever you know, anxieties you're handling as best you can because of you know, COVID worries or just your life being upside down or whatever, you're probably doing a good job. 
um, just keep trying your best every day. And uh, I guess some days just it's okay if you start to have a panic attack. So you drop everything and go try to photograph a sunset. That's what I did yesterday. I was like, I was like, fuck all of this. I'm going to go try and take a picture of a sunset. And then the tower I was going to climb to take a picture of the sunset was closed to the public. It's, I mean, I get it, I guess, but it's like, it's just an outdoor thing to like walk up. Come on, fuckers. Let me go out there. Come on. It should, they should just have like a, like a, one of those like automatic doorbell things that like beeps when the person goes in and only, it'll only let, like let two people go in and then like it <laughs> does something. Like it just kills everyone else who tries to go in. <laughs> just, just a lasers them. <laughs> exactly. Like there's just lasers in like the doorway <laughs> and everybody goes in and they just get like destroyed as they go in. <laughs> Vaporized. This got dark real quick, Michelle. That's what I was thinking about. So. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad that we talked about this. Though. I do feel a little bit better. Um, man, we've really run the gamut. We're we're almost at a year of doing this podcast, by the way. Um, November is a year. Wow. Why? And <laughs> But like we really ran the gamut because like on my, my birthday episode was the, was one of my favorites. <laughs> for just a, a gag that would not die and now we're we're back to doing some really heavy stuff so sorry that's my fault i'm the one who brought it up i just needed to talk about it and uh you know it's like doing a podcast like this is like being in a relationship like the other option was be quiet and not share how i'm feeling which would be bad for a relationship, you're, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're very right. Says so, people who've been in relationships. And- plus, plus, it would be bad for a podcast because then I would have nothing to talk about. Because as we were doing this, when we did the last one, we actually ended up just talking about pets. And that's great. And it's easy to talk about our pets because we love our pets. Mm-hmm. But literally, like when we were going to hit record for this one, I was like, fuck, what, are, what is this show even going to be about? What are we going to talk about? So then I just hit record and I was like, then I'm going to talk about what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not always easy or fun or comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But usually it's a good thing to do mm-hmm. because if you don't, then you feel bad. So. But that means that now the question has to be uh, raised. What are you thinking about, Michelle? What am I thinking about? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. I don't know. What are you thinking about? Uh, Is it weeb stuff? It's usually weeb stuff. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm trying not to think about ReZero. So that's fun. It's it's so hard. Oh, my Making God. Me have to wait. I have to wait oh till next God. week to watch it. And I mean, me. you, could, you could just do a free trial and then you, we could both watch it. Oh my god, there's only two episodes left in this part of season two. <laughs> I like the scissor two yeah. you were, motion you were making. Um, No, no, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about how just generally scared I am of the world. Sure. Aliens. The fires. I think it's actually cloudy outside today and not just Hazy, hazy from the fires yeah, i haven't I mean, looked I think outside it's probably both but well, tomorrow the high here is 66 degrees yeah it's 69 here tomorrow nice uh, nice <laughs> 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 um but it's gonna rain so it's gonna be weird 
See, we don't have any rain even predicted until maybe next Wednesday. Wow. We have like no rain whatsoever. Um, but super chilly, which is cool because I will finally get my lawnmower back uh, later today. So I'm going to mow the lawn on Saturday when the high is like 64. That's going to feel nice. Yay, me too. Me too. Yeah. I'm also going to mow the lawn on Saturday. Yay. Yeah. Look at us. We can mow the lawn. We did a thing. Yay, and you know, there, there are positive things that have come from uh from being socially distanced like we've we started watching anime together via the internet yeah yeah i did that with with my sister as well which was interesting i i mean it was <laughs> no it was good it was just it, it was interesting because i didn't ever expect to do that so mm-hmm. yeah and and uh we watched dawn of the dead yeah uh, once doing that i need to do that again. i need to bring something for us to watch sometime soon um uh, but I mean, right, we're, we're, right now we're in pretty much just a groove because ReZero has a new episode every week and yeah. we're watching them. But, uh, and ReZero was the first anime you ever introduced me to. Yeah. So yeah. And it's still going strong in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really happy with where it is. Uh, I have to kind of reconsider like where I have it in like my top anime now. Is it, it's, it's moving way up, isn't it? Yeah, it's now it's right now it's two. It's. That would be the second. Yeah. I'm guessing is number one Mob Psycho 100. Yeah. 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 Mob Psycho 100 is my number one as well. Cool. That makes me happy. But yeah, like there's, there's like not a lot ReZero could do to, to, to get that position just because a uh, mob has a lot of like personal kind of connections. No, yeah, for me. totally. Uh, but ReZero is kind of at a point. Um, Cause I, I'm also watching some, I'm watching like the Umbrella Academy too right now. Okay. Which, which I like have serious problems with um, mostly because I kind of understood what was going to happen way before it happened. But I was watching ReZero and I was like, wow, I have no idea what's going on at all. I have no idea where this is going. And it's not like I don't have any idea what's going on because somebody is really bad at storytelling and I'm confused. It's like, no, there's just so much shit going on. And it hasn't been revealed yet. And everything that happens, I do not expect to happen. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. And I have no idea what's going on at all. <laughs> oh, my God. What's Fair. going on? <laughs> fair. Um, very fair. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, uh, I think for me, maybe my second favorite might be Erased. Okay, yeah. I, and I think similar to why your number one is Mob Psycho, like... I feel like I identified with a lot in Erased. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it reminded me of my life. Yeah. And therefore why I, it, it hit me harder. Yeah. That's why I'm um, you watch it too. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd suffer. Well, plus um, with Erased, with Erased has one benefit too, which is it's done. Yeah. Like the, sto- the story is wrapped up. Yeah. So I can judge it wholly. You could judge Mob Psycho 100 wholly too if you want to read the manga. That's not the same thing. It basically I is. I don't know how to read. Uh, <laughs> one day, though, I should show you Trigun. But. You know, I, I, I think that when uh, when uh, ReZero ends, we should probably just go ahead and start watching Trigun. Okay. So in like two um, weeks. Yeah. And also, then I can start uh, I can start making you watch the worst uh, episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark that happen to be on YouTube Yay. again together. So, Yay. But... Uh, <laughs> we just started going off on weeb stuff and I totally forgot we were doing a show. Sorry. So, um, Sorry, uh, guys. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, do you know a good joke, Michelle? No. <laughs> 
I don't know any jokes. I, even when people tell me jokes, I just forget them immediately. So uh, I heard a, I heard a really good dirty joke a while back. You want me to tell it to you, and that'll be the end of the episode. Okay. Um, I don't know if I've told you this one before. It's a Joe Bob Briggs joke. He always tells jokes uh, at the end of episodes. But uh, so this guy walks into a bar. <laughs> Why am I telling this? A guy walks into a bar. And, uh, and he orders a couple beers and he's drinking them and, and he sees a, a jar on the table and it's full of money, like, like $20 bills, just mm-hmm. full, full up. And he goes, what's with the jar? And the guy goes, oh, that's the prize money, uh, uh, for winning a challenge. And he's like, how much money's in there? He's like, I don't know. It's probably $3,000, $4,000 at this point. It's all twenties. Cause to enter, you have to put a 20 in the jar. And the guy's like. Well, what's the contest? And he's like, well, you put a 20 in the jar, you seal it up. Then you have to drink a whole bottle of this cheap, uh, of this cheap tequila. Then you have to go out back where there's a mean pit bull. Oh, yeah. You got to catch the pit bull and the pit bull has a sore tooth. You got to remove the sore tooth from the pit bull. Then you got to go upstairs. Cause there's this little old lady that lives above the bar and you got to give her her first orgasm that she's ever had in, there, in her entire life. So the guy's like, that's ridiculous. I ain't, I'm not doing that. So he starts drinking some more, having some whiskey, having some beer. And he just keeps staring at that jar of money. And finally, he slaps a $20 bill down. And he goes, I did do it. So he drinks the entire bottle of tequila. And everybody's laughing because they're like, oh, man, this guy's already sloppy drunk. He's drinking a whole bottle of tequila. Mm-hmm. He marches out the building uh, and goes and grabs that pit bull. And everybody in the bar is just hearing like growling and wrestling and growling and wrestling. And then they're and quiet. And then the guy comes into the building and goes, okay, now where's the old lady with the sore tooth? (laughs) Yeah, you did tell me that one before. Damn it! Sorry! Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.